Greetings, Galactic Rangers, friends and neighbors, lovers and haters. This is Extra Jump Podcast, and mostly weekly, but never weekly, conversational, occasionally confrontational, but always PlayStationable commentary on news and rumors with the dash of humor will always remain a pro consumer. I'm your host with the most JR, and across from me via Skype is the Atreus to my Kratos, Ryder Sweat. How's it going, Ryder? Not too bad. How you doing? Pretty good. This is podcast number 37 for the week of April 17th, 2018. Uh, and we'll start, as we always should, by circling back. Um, I, I don't know. Last last week, there was a lot of stuff, Ryder. There was a lot of stuff. What did we screw up? I, I don't know. I stopped keeping track, and then I got frustrated, stopped writing stuff down. No one, no one tweets me. I'm tired of doing Ed's job for him. No, I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> I got nothing. Ryder, what have you been playing? I've still been playing Mad Max. Still chasing that, that platinum? A little bit, yeah. Uh, I I 100% cleared the one of the uh, the first territory. Yeah. I've I've barely started the story, by the way. And uh, so I've, <laughs> oh, yeah? I've moved on to the next territory. Mm-hmm. Trying to clear out that one. Okay. Um, so something I just kind of want to talk about, like, um, so there's like a, a dust storm in the game that happens every once in a while. Already? And I think it's really cool. Okay. What's it do when it, when it um, happens? So um, pretty much you'll just be like driving and then, well, you might get like a text prompt that says like storm incoming or like chum bucket will let you know that there's a storm coming. I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. Chum Bucket? Chum Bucket, yeah. That's his name. Chum Bucket. Yeah, it's like your partner that you work with. He's like this deformed guy that works on cars. He hangs out with you in the Does back. Does he have a small plankton that resides inside of him with a robot wife? Ha uh, ha, uh, hilarious, Jeffrey. <laughs> um. So yeah, so when these storms approach you, it's pretty much just like a wall of dust and you can't see like anything. Uh, and it really just throws like debris and stuff around, and like if All you right. get, um, if you get hit by it, like if you're outside your vehicle, it can just fucking blow you away. Is there like fall damage? Like do you die? Does it like yeah yeah like up? yeah so okay. like a giant piece of scrap metal can come and hit you and just kill you. Totally. Okay. Um, they so can how also, do you avoid? It can you all just run away. Sorry. Um. So, like, your car can also take damage, so if you have heavy armor, you should be all right. Um, you can take shelter in, like, a stronghold or, like, one of your camps or even an enemy camp if you want to. Um, sometimes I'll hide behind, like, a rock or something. If, like, if my vehicle becomes badly damaged, I might try, I might try and just hide behind my vehicle. And so, like, when I'm outside the vehicle, the chum bucket will be fixing it. Okay. So, um, it's also kind of fun to, like, drive around and try to avoid a lot of the debris and stuff. Uh, there's also, like, lightning strike that happens. Crazy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, it it kind of reminds me of, like, um, the radiation storms in Fallout 4. Oh, I wouldn't know anything about this. Yeah. Um, so, I, I thought that was kind of cool. It kind of got me thinking about, like, the weather element in video games. Yeah, um, I I really like that kind of stuff where it's just like it kind of hits you hard. Um, you know, you you might take like status effects. You, it's difficult to see. Uh, it, it just 
it's it can be like a a little annoyance. So like for instance, I was out with the with Dinky D looking for some mines and fucking out of nowhere names. a storm just hits and I'm like running around looking for landmines. Um so awesome. but one thing is that's kind of neat is that um like when the storm clears like these big loot boxes like crates full of loot not like Oh yeah 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 I'm with you. Um you like get a, Horizon. Right. Yeah, you you get like a lot of scrap from them. Mm-hmm. So one time I was actually like chasing one in the storm as the wind was like blowing it away. I was chasing this this one little crate. Um, so yeah, was that's it worth it. Well, I I ended up dying, so no, it wasn't. <laughs> so no, <laughs> it like flew up like against the side of like a mountain, and I was like, oh, I'll just sit here and wait. And then like, I the my vehicle started taking like heavy damage. And then I had to get it out at some point. And then, like, something, like, flew over the car and, like, hit me. And I kind of, like, flew up the mountain a little bit. Oh, and then, awesome. like, a bunch of stuff hit me and I died. Well, that's less awesome. Yeah. So it's kind of emergent in, like, random stuff. Yeah, it's it's kind of neat. Um, so, like, one time I was, like, driving around this camp and I didn't really feel like going to this enemy camp but then like a storm hit and i was like well i i guess i gotta go in now yeah um so it's it's kind of interesting does Um, it affect npcs as well uh i i think so i have not really been around like other people when the storm hits oh okay well you're around your guy you said he tries to fix the car Oh yeah, no, he doesn't. Chump Bucket doesn't take damage or anything. He's oh okay indestructible. Yep, him and Dinky D can withstand anything. Um, and all all or majority of the other NPCs are like inside the camps and strongholds. Uh, besides like the random wastelanders that are sort of scattered around. So do you have a party, or are they just in the car with you? Um, they're in the car with you, like, um, Chump Bucket and Dickie D kind of hang out in the back of the car. Okay. Um, when, when you get out, they, they stay in there. Um, okay. When, when you're driving around with Chump Bucket, you can actually get in the back and use a sniper rifle and then Chump Bucket will take over the oh. driver's seat and can kind of drive around a little bit. So you can try sniping and driving at the same time. It's kind of awkward, but really comes in handy. Awesome. Yeah. So you're enjoying it a lot still. Yeah, I like it. Even though it's it's like that basic RPG. But yeah. Just like this open wasteland. Yeah. How you're just sort of zooming around is cool. And um, like that, that weather like really kind of adds something to it. Makes it a little bit more interesting. That's awesome. I'm, yeah. gl- I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, it's a good game. I, I, I don't know how this, like, fell so far under the radar. I think, like I said, it was released on the same day as Metal Gear Solid Five, and they're right. kind of similar games, so... I, I was thinking about playing that afterwards, just to kind of get a comparison between the two. Probably a good idea. But what about when I buy God of War and then I let you borrow it? What about um, then? I guess I'll play God of War. <laughs> I haven't I haven't decided yet, but... Yeah. 
All right. You play anything else? Any new VR? Uh, no, that's it. Did you buy? Did you buy any more? Uh, any more genetic samples from Justin Roiland? Nope. Uh, the internet. The internet. We don't. We don't talk about that. Okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. Uh, I've been playing. I kept saying, oh, I do have a circle back. I kept saying Streets Run Red. It's Streets of Red is the name of the game. Streets of Red. Streets of Red. And it's not just a side-scrolling beat-em-up. It's also a roguelike. So every time you die, you lose all progress. And there's a lot of different paths that you can take. Um, essentially you beat the first little tutorial area and then you can choose to go to one of a few different areas and they have different bosses and they have different enemies and there's different modes. There's an arcade mode and there's a hardcore mode where like you can place bets. So essentially you can bet like all of the, um, the not income, all of the, uh, all the money that you've earned so far. What's the currency that you've earned so far in the game against like whether or not you'll die. And then if you win, you can double it. Stuff like that. It's got some some cool mechanics. The art is kind of zombie, like weirdly dark for a game like this. Yeah. Um, but the humor's really good. The writing's really good. Surprisingly awesome. It reminds me a lot of Scott Pilgrim, in a good way. The the PS3 game. Oh yeah. You know what I'm talking? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of like visual jokes and cool. Uh, Man, I'm at a loss for words today. Attention to detail uh, that I really appreciate. So okay. it's not just like a generic beat 'em up uh, or Castle Crashers, like in that vein. Like it's definitely a cut above a lot of generic crap that you'd see in that genre. Right. Um, Crystal and I beat Skylanders Imaginators. Ooh, how was that? Disappointing. Although Chaos, the villain in all the games, goes Super Saiyan. Like he even has the hair. Oh, really? The last time you fight him, yeah. Uh, so that was interesting. Um, it was kind of, I don't know, like anticlimactic, like nothing. The last cutscene was boring. Um, I don't know. It was just kind of, we were so frustrated at that last boss. And I think it was really designed to make you buy more figures. Like it was way harder than the rest of the game. And yeah. so we kept getting frustrated with it. And then uh, Crystal was like, well, why don't I just log out and then you get as far as you can playing by yourself so that it doesn't scale to two players. And then when you're about to die, I'll play. And I was like, well, I'm not even sure if it does that. So she disconnected after she died and then I just beat it. Oh, really? Like, it, yeah, it was so easy with one person versus two. It was it was very, very frustrating. I was not. I was very unenthused because the rest of the game is fun. Uh, that last little part was just shitty. Right. Um, and then I played a little more Sir Eats a lot. Uh, I got past the shitty Zelda part where they take away your weapons. Um, it continues to be slow going. You know, but it's it's a nice little like I was watching. I told you I was watching Ultraman Orb on Crun Crunchyroll. Yeah. And so that's a good little game to kind of you have to pay a lot of attention to it. You know, it's a good little Vita game to. Kind of watch TV and then, you know, play on the Vita. Nothing too taxing. Yeah. But I think... I think that's it. We've been preparing for the wedding, so I haven't had a whole lot of time to play, play any games. 
So, yep. Sounds awesome. Sounds awesome. Hey, writer. Hey, Jeff. Did you hear that? Yeah, thank you. Were you gonna tell me I dropped something? Yeah, but and then fucking you. <laughs> fucking well done, Jeff. You got me. You fucking you had me. You got me. Woo. I got you. Probably. Probably. Right, it's time for the drop. We're going to drop it, and we're going to pick it up. We're going to look at it, check it out, hang on to get, it. Get judgmental. A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Just a little bit. A tiny bit. bit. Um, so our first one, Aceto Corza Ultimate Edition. This is a racing game. It's out on Friday. Sure is. Yep. Fucking... Casey Powell, lacrosse 18. I assume Casey Powell is a lacrosse player. You know what's funny is the people on the cover of this this game are not lacrosse players. Like it, It's clearly shitty Photoshop. It's yeah. clearly... Those are actors. Those are not... I'm pretty sure neither one of them... They're not holding the stick the same way. Well, they're doing two different things. Like, this first dude's about to whack the other dude directly <laughs> in the face... The second yeah. dude is catching the ball like with his of... wrist. The yeah, other that's because he turned. That's because he turned his fucking his fucking his lacrosse like basket. This? Yeah, because have... well, he's he also never... got to block fucking this first guy who's about to jack him in the face. So he's got to block that hit. And then he's also got to catch the ball. If several dudes were jacking him in the face, would you call that lacrosse bukkake? I would call it lacrosse jacked. 18 with Casey Powell. I like how this dude's jersey just says World 22. Yeah, it's nice. Is I like it? the fake logo, too. Oh, yeah. That's nice. Super. Lacrosse. They were like <laughs> motorcycle helmets with like football helmets combined. It's weird. It is weird. And they have weird like hockey pads on their arms. Yeah. Yeah. Except for that other dude. That dude doesn't seem to have as much padding as the other dude, even though he's about to take a hit. With all the excitement, speed, and scoring of real-life lacrosse. Lacrosse, the sport of excitement, speed, and scoring. Oh, my God. It's got excitement, it's got speed, and it's got it's got scoring. It's got everything lacrosse has. Highly regarded. Highly regarded. Um, Elegantly bright. Drive on Moscow. War in the Snow. Um, Apparently, it's a strategy game. Sounds like it. Mm -hmm. That's a terrible... Look at how shitty that key art is. Pretty terrible. Um, Mm -hmm. Up up next is God of War. Apparently, it's 10 out of 10. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. Yeah, I'll have to try And then we got Gun House. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Writer, do you remember us talking about Gun House before? No, I don't. This was a PlayStation Mobile game that came out again last year, and now it's coming out again on PS4. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Would you just look at it? Uh, up next is Phantom Trigger. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know what I appreciate about this? What do you appreciate? Or maybe I'm wrong. Didn't it look like he was doing the broke back thing that like to have the women like he's looked backwards, like his waist is all fucked up? But maybe that's just really yeah, bad he, art. He does space. look like he's doing the woman thing where you show the ass and tits at the same time. Yeah. Except he has neither of those. But I think maybe that's just bad hit placement. I don't know what's going on in this. He's got a cube. Got a thing. I thought that was I don't know. I don't know what it is. Little energy cube. Um Where's the cube, Morty? Uh, up next is Slide. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what's interesting about Slide, Rider? What? You can get this platinum trophy in 45 seconds. Oh, really? Yeah. That's what I want. I thought about including it as a, uh, a news story a few weeks ago when the review code went out. Because apparently there's review code for fucking trophy bait <laughs> games now. Yeah. But, uh. But I was like, ah, it's not coming out for a couple weeks, so I figured we'd talk about it now. But it's another one of them there puzzle games. Or in the words of the shitty copywriter, Slide is a classic sliding tile puzzle with 100 high-quality images and three difficulty modes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Highly regarded. Uh, Yakuza 6, Highly the regarded. song of life. Uh, if you did not get this when it was free... You can pay you for can, it. You can pay for it. You can yeah. actually buy it like you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. This is like the sixth Yakuza game in six months. That's why it's called Yakuza 6. Well, that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Woo! Nothing. Um, you know, they got a big game that came out, fucking lacrosse. Uh, so not a whole Two lot big out. Games. Uh, Two big games. Yeah, lacrosse and um, Drive on Moscow. Both those games. Big games everybody's been looking forward to for a while. Pick of the week. Um, uh, I guess God of War, obviously. Obviously. Yakuza is a strong number two. Uh, okay. If you want to pay 99 cents for a 45-second platinum, you buy Slide. Fuck yeah, I do. Fuck yeah, you do. Fuck yeah. You know, after 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 we drop something, we tell people what they can pick up. It's time to get angry, writer. What are what are what are people angry about this week, writer? Do you outrage know you outpost? Outrage outpost. <laughs> no, that's not. Is that not, was that it? <sighs> was that it? That was nope. really loud. Mm-hmm. I can hear myself through your headphones into the mic, so have fun editing that. Oh, wait, you won't. It'll just I mean, be that's not how it works, but... It's not how it works? No. Unless it's, going, can... unless it's going out your headphone. No, but it's bleeding. Into the mic. Which is in the recording. No, it's not. I would hear it. I hear everything we're recording. Why did you lie to me about owning the job simulator? I didn't fucking lie. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Sorry. So okay, what are, so what are, we, what are, mad what are we mad about? What are we mad about? Why are I'm we not mad. mad. It's not about us, writer. What are we mad it's about? about? Us. It is about us. Mad. I guarantee you, whatever it is to be mad about, we're going to be the only ones upset about it. Or you no, specifically. There's... 
<laughs> okay. Okay. No, uh, Jonathan Dornbush and uh, uh, Marty Sleva were crying on IGN. I mean, they weren't really crying, but they were. What was the name of the article or the video? Uh, it's like New Kingdom Hearts trailer isn't what we wanted. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What, do they, what do they say in that their video? Um, okay, let's context. There was a New Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer, right, which we both watched. And it showed some mini games that were similar to the Tiger handhelds from the early '90s. There's your context. Now, now go ahead. So they were excited for a new Kingdom Hearts trailer. They thought it was going to be like gameplay or a new world or something, and it wasn't. And it's not quite what they wanted. Instead, it was these mini games. Uh, although they said that the mini games looked cool, they weren't super interested in it, and they were also concerned about how big of a part that the mini games played in the game. Um, I I don't think it's like very big at all. Um. Uh. People were complaining about them complaining. Let's see here. Um, so Marty Sleva talked about, a, just kind of mentioned the triple triad minigames. Um, so he, he mentioned that uh, Square Enix has done a good job with minigames. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know what triple triad is. I assumed you did. Mm-mm, triple triad. I don't. I don't know. Is that one of the video games in the trailer? No. Triple Triad sounds like something from Yakuza. Yeah, it probably is. Um, Marty Silva mentioned that that had a mini game. That's from Sega. Yakuza is from Sega. Okay, I, I don't. He just Sega. said Square Enix did a really good job with the mini games in Triple Triad. Oh, I. I okay. So he was he someone's was... mistaken somewhere. Anyway, so uh, this is exactly the we talked about this before. This is exactly the kind of stuff I want to see from Kingdom Hearts three. I want to see. I don't want to see story. I don't want any of the worlds revealed to me before they're ready to be revealed. Um, I want to see the fun. I think you put it really well. You said, uh, what, "How? What, what, how did you put it, writer?" You said, "I don't remember how I put it." I... I want to see the the cool things that I wouldn't think of to put in a game. Oh, like yeah, yeah, that's it. That's because yeah. fucking putting one of those little games into a game today is such an obscure idea because, you yeah, know, we, we've all we've all tried one of those games. They're they're fucking they're right. terrible. They're not. They good. are. <laughs> they're not good. But um, this can be better than that because it's not limited by the technology. Right. Because it actually they can make it good. Right. Uh, and it, it looked good, you know. It looked cool and creative. It yeah. Looked, uh, yeah. It looked true to the feel and the look of those Tiger handhelds while also being bigger and better than those could right. possibly have been. Absolutely. So I thought it was really cool. Um, yeah. Um, oh, actually, I want to say something. So this kind of reminds me of like the mini games in Fallout 4. Um, so you can get games on your Pip-Boy. Okay. Uh, that just kind of remind me of it. It's like you got this big expansive world and here I am playing an old like fucking 80s arcade game. Yeah. In this game. Um, so. Or yeah. like the arcades. There's a Call of Duty game where you can play old Activision games on arcades inside the hub. Oh, really? 
Mm-hmm. Can't think of it. I think it was Infinite Warfare. I know in, sure. I think, the first Black Ops. Yeah. You can. You can. It's not. It's like an arcade mode. It's sort oh. of like Gauntlet. Oh, huh. It's it's actually really fun. Uh, cool. It's a secret, yeah. It's a secret. Yeah, it is. You gotta like... So in the main menu, you're in a chair. You can actually bust out and walk around in the menu. Mm-hmm. You go to an arcade, open it up, and then okay. you gotta put in like a code. If I was playing Call of Duty, I'd want to go to an arcade. Yeah, probably. Um, probably. Probably. Speaking of which, there's probably. an arcade here, in, a barcade here in town that you still haven't gone to. We should go to sometime, maybe. My, my birthday's coming up. Oh, yeah. Do you want to do that? You want to go to a barcade? Uh, I want to go see Avengers on my birthday and maybe oh, go to yeah. a barcade. Oh, yeah. That's a thing you want to do. Whatever. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. maybe I'll do all this. Um, so are we done being mad at IGN for no reason? For having opinions? I'm not mad at IGN. There, uh, there was outrage on Twitter about it. Was there? Yeah. Who's outraged? A lot of Kingdom Hearts fans. A lot of Kingdom Hearts fans were pretty upset. Ways to Dawn is a the prominent figure in the Kingdom Hearts fan community that I follow on Twitter, and um, they had mentioned that there was a flame war going on within the community on message boards and stuff like that. That's weird. They didn't really say anything bad, you know. I think it was just like a dumb video to put, like like the comment I made, like IGN must be hurting for content to post right. something like, like this. You you know what I really want to see is I want to see how shitty the the starship, what is the battle, the gummy ship. I want to see how shitty that's going to be. Oh yeah. Show me how upset I'm going to be by the gummy ship. How fucking annoyed am I going to be by the gummy ship? Should be that annoyed. I love that in the the well, you wouldn't know this because you didn't play them originally, but in the um. HD collections, they made them, like, I think you have to play them once, right? And then they're optional after that. And the original versions, they were mandatory. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I played them every time, but. Well, you're an idiot. I don't, what? Why I like, would you I do like that? the little old gummy flying what? around. Yeah, what? it's fun. This podcast is over. Okay. <laughs> you did not, you did not, no one played those every single time. Yeah. Why not? No. Nope. Those are fun. Did you fast travel in Wind Waker? I never played Wind Waker. Okay, fair enough. If you do use the fast travel. I think it unlocks really, really late, but you should still use it when you get it. Using the fucking gum ships, you fucking... Okay, something else that I'm actually mad about. I'm not mad about it. But it... Anyway, whatever. Some video game publishers could face legal action over loot boxes in Netherlands. This is courtesy of Variety in a story by Stephanie Fogel. Yes, that Variety. So, Ryder, you may remember late last year there was a dust-up concerning loot boxes, notably in uh, Warner Brothers' Shadow of War and Electronic Arts' Star Wars' The Battlefront II the second Battlefront 2, not the first Battlefront 2. The, the first Battlefront 2 didn't have loot boxes, but the second one does. I know it's confusing, but you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So, to quote this article, four out of ten loot boxes found in video games recently studied by the Netherlands Gaming Authority violated the country's Betting and Gaming Act. That organization revealed Thursday. It's now giving game publishers until June 20th to comply with the law or they could face, quote, enforcement action. Um, 
So, quote, offering this type of game, yeah, offering this type of game of chance to Dutch players without a license is prohibited. It said in a press release, press release, oh my God. Moreover, the analyses that are currently available indicate that all the loot boxes that were studied could be addictive. Um, <laughs> give some backgrounds. Fans were so incensed they blasted a publisher Electronic Arts on Reddit, giving it the most downvoted comment in history. EA also reportedly lost an estimated $3.1 billion in stock value at the time. It's since overhauled the game's microtransaction and progression systems, but it hasn't stopped lawmakers in the U.S., the Netherlands, Australia, and elsewhere from pursuing regulations against what they consider predatory practices in gambling for children. So, the Dutch Gaming Authority is now asking the video game industry to modify its products before the mid-June deadline. It wants them to remove the addiction-sensitive elements. Almost winning effects visual effects, the ability to open multiple loot boxes quickly, etc., and implement measures to protect minors and other vulnerable groups. So not included in this article, but included in another one. Uh, for the four games in question were... Oh, shit. What were they, Ryder? Um, PUBG. PUBG, Dota 2, Rocket League, and... And I want to say that was that was it. No, there were four. I just said four out of ten. And a fourth one. Uh, the main thing, um, at least for the Dutch, was the resale value of these things. So it was only a Steam marketplace. But the implication is that this is going to get looked into further in other countries. So this is kind of the first you know, government body to come out against loot boxes and say that, Hey, we're going to do something about this. Yeah. So that's progress. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Some progress, some going on, going on, something going on. All right. So I got a ton of news stories, right? We're going to, we're going to kick right through these. All right. Okay. We're going to start off on a similar subject, courtesy of Game Informer. EA Suderland says company learned its lesson from Star Wars Battlefront 2. This is courtesy of Brian Shea. Uh, basically, EA's chief design officer, Patrick Suderland, says the company learned its lesson from the Star Wars Battlefront 2 fiasco. Quote, I'd be lying to you if I said that what's happened with Battlefront and what's happened with everything surrounding loot boxes and these things haven't had an effect on EA as a company and an effect on us as management. Um, he told this. This is a summary of an interview with The Verge. Quote, we can shy away from it and pretend like it didn't happen or we can act responsibly and realize that we've made some mistakes and try to rectify those mistakes and learn from them. We've taken significant steps as a company to review and understand the mechanics around monetization, loot boxes, and other things in our games before they go to market. For games that come next, for Battlefield or for Anthem, players have made it very clear that we can't afford to make similar mistakes, and we won't. I'm not sure if it was from this interview or something else, but there's also some other stuff about uh, how Anthem has to be story-focused and that may or may not have led to the delay that we saw earlier this year when he was arguing with Jason Schreier about whether or not it was a delay when it clearly was because they said Anthem was coming out this year and now it's coming out next year. That's near here or there. But um, I don't know. Like, 
Do you think this needed – did they, he need to say this? Was this a thing that needed – like, we all know that they know. They knew before they fucking released the game, right? They had to have. They just thought they could get away with it. I mean, that, that kind of goes back to the um, – like, the we hear you. We know what you're saying, like, right before Star Wars came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're like, we understand what you're saying. We, we know what you're, you're saying. And then it was like, fucking obviously they weren't. Well, okay. To be fair, right? So Warner Brothers released Shadow of War with those loot boxes, waited six months, then took them out. Right. EA had loot boxes in Star Wars for two days before the game was technically released. But EA is the one that gets shit on. Yeah. Which is kind of unfair. Even though their system was definitely worse, it was never actually implemented on the worldwide release day. It was taken out before it was even given a chance to to do real damage. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm of two minds about this. But I agree with what you're saying. It is kind of lip service. Like, clearly you weren't listening until you had to. Right. Yeah. And uh, as far as like EA and Warner Brothers goes, I, I mean, I haven't played Shadow of War or Battlefront, but just from, you know, looking at both of them, it seems like there's a lot more content going on in Shadow of War than there is in Battlefront. That, that's that is an excellent point, too, is uh, Shadow of War is like, I mean, you could easily get 100 hours of that game. Right. So. That's an uh, that's an excellent point. You, you you got a sharp mind over there, Ryder. Look at you. Look at you, being smart. Stuff. Look at you. Look at you. You're, you you got a full head of hair. No, look at you. I'd not for long, Jeff. <laughs> One of these days, I'm gonna. I give it two years. I'll be bald. Two years. I'm shaving yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll shave it off in the middle of the night and it'll be bald. Hey, I I'd be probably fine with it, honestly. Like the, the, the anticipation is getting to me. I have considered, greatly considered just shaving it. Just shave it really? now. You should do the uh, the bad guy from The Fifth Element. Oh, yeah. What if, <laughs> the fuck is his name? Uh, it doesn't He's matter. got like the weird like half hair and then like the plastic yep. cone or something. Yeah. That'd be sick. I want to be that guy. Who doesn't want to be that guy? Um, I don't know. Definitely Bruce don't want to be Bruce Willis in that movie. Hmm. He's kind yeah. of a rapist in that movie. <laughs> I mean, not even kind of like full blown. Like she literally puts a gun to his head and says, "Not without my consent." Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. That's a mm-hmm. that's a weird mm-hmm. movie when you think about it because of think that scene. It. Yeah, and then Chris Tucker does a really weird Prince impression. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What a I don't know, multipass. I don't know, multipass. Multipass. Next story is courtesy of Polygon. Call of Duty Black Ops Four won't have traditional single player campaign. This is written by Chris Planty. So this was written on April seventeenth. We're recording on April nineteenth, and a lot of things have transpired after this. But we're gonna. I'm going to share and credit the original Polygon story, and to kind of give. Uh, some context for uh, for the rest of it. Um, essentially, there was a rumor confirmed by Poly- or not uh, a rumor reported by Polygon 
Call of Duty Black Ops 4 won't include a traditional single-player story mode, according to sources with knowledge of the project's status. The shift in creative direction will make Black Ops 4 the first mainline Call of Duty to ship without a standard campaign. Activision spokesperson responded, we don't comment on rumor and speculation. We look forward to revealing Black Ops 4 on May 17th. Um, sources said, as Black Ops 4 release date approached, it became evident that development on the single-player campaign wouldn't be completed. One source said Treyarch has since focused on Black Ops 4 development on expanding multiplayer and the series... This is Polygon's word, popular zombies mode. The source described an emphasis on cooperative modes as a potential stand-in for the typical single-player campaign experience. So, essentially, after this story posted, Charlie Intel, who is a well-known figure in the Call of Duty community and has had a lot of leaks, and in fact, I think leaked Black Ops 4 right before it actually was announced. I don't know. I don't know who leaked that. Well, James Harden, a basketball player, wore the hat with the four strikes on it. And then oh, everybody's yeah. like, yeah, and everybody's like, that would be too stupid to be the logo for Call of Duty. Makes sense, you know? guys. Makes sense. It's notches, yep. people. What's wrong with you? Yeah, it's notches. Four of them. That's four Minecrafts, right? Exactly. Four notches. Four notches. Put them in your belt. Put I'd like I like to put notch in my belt and just fucking slap them around. Anyway. Uh, oh, a little more context. Activision is expected to ship one single player campaign this year in the form of a remaster of Call of Duty, Call of Duty Martyr. Oh my god. Activision is expected to ship one single-player campaign this year in the form of a remaster of Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which Charlie Intel and Eurogamer have reported will be released without the original game's multiplayer component. I'm not sure if we talked about this, but essentially when the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 uh, remaster got leaked, Charlie Intel, who's been tweeting more and more about Fortnite and less about Call of Duty because he feels like Activision's kind of getting out of hand with the the greediness, um, said that, hey... They're not doing any multiplayer stuff and all the DLCs going to get charged for. And this is the same thing that happened with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 1 last year, two years ago, when it was an exclusive to uh, World War II at first and as a pre-order bonus. And then they sold it. They were like, we're never going to sell it. This is the only way you can get it. And then months later, they sold it for like $40. Um, so you had said that you only play Call of Duty games for the campaign. So if this ships without a campaign, no chance on you buying it. Most, I mean, un, unless the zombies mode is is pretty much the campaign. Um, I, yeah. I, from what I know from talking to my brother who plays Call of Duty extensively, um, it seems like the the zombie modes are getting bigger and bigger, um, a little bit more, uh, a little bit more depth to them. Got a little bit more going on. Yeah, they had the Kevin Smith one in the Advanced Warfare. There's a Kevin Smith one? Yeah, there's a DLC pack where you're like at a rave and you have to save Kevin Smith. Weird, I didn't know that. Yeah, no one did because no one cared. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Uh, so anyway, context for this is a bunch of other people after this story broke had suggested that uh, a Battle Royale mode was also being added to it to kind of replace the single-player campaign, but then also that Battle Royale mode was having trouble reaching 100 players because they're not using um, the Unreal Engine, which is what powers Fortnite and PUBG. 
and without the experience in the battle royale genre, uh, Activision's been having trouble getting a map make a hundred players fit, which is pretty understandable. Yeah, yeah. Is that but. is that something maybe they could patch later or? free dlc yeah. or something yeah they could absolutely. release the game and then just kind of work on it until they can figure it out right but i mean that you're then you're releasing an unfinished broken game well it still has everything else but that but a campaign and but a battle royale mode i mean the call of duty games barely have a campaign and don't have a battle royale mode Dude, you can't say they barely have a campaign. Kevin fucking Spacey was in one of them. The John Snow was in one of them. They they put a lot of money in this campaign. Fucking just because they show up, for Josh five Brown, hours. Fergie's fucking husband was in the last campaign, right? Or who who are you? Who are you? The campaign's huh? like five hours long, dude. It's a Man, it's fucking shorter right. than a VR game. You're right. You're right. How long was Titanfall two? Maybe. A little bit longer, maybe probably about the same. Fucking okay, Titanfall sure. Two, fucking had a good campaign though. Damn it! When was the last time you played a Call of Duty campaign? Not in a long time. Um, well, fucking see, when did the know. first Black Ops come out? That was the last one on PS2, right? PS3. No, it was on PS3. PS2 wasn't that long ago. I'll double check. Black Ops 2 was on PS3. I think the first Black Ops was PS2. No, it wasn't. I can 100% tell you that is wrong. You sure? Positive. Oh, God damn it. Call of Duty Black Ops. Were there any Call of Duty games on PS2? Yeah, there were. Uh, yeah. Um, World at War. World at War was not on PS2. Fuck, that's PS3 too. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. God damn, I'm not. Hmm. Yeah, because World at War came out when I was in, like in Dude. middle school. I'm going to the Wikipedia page. Developers. Primary, Infinity Ward, Treyarch, Sledgehammer. Those are the three studios that switch off. Yeah. Other, Raven Software, Nerve Software, Gray Matter, Gray Matter Interactive, Nokia, Exact Entertainment, Spark Unlimited, Amaze Entertainment, Endspace, Asper, Rebellion Developments, IdeaWorks Game Studio, Instigate, Neversoft, Certain Affinity, High Moon Studios, Beanox, Mercenary Technology, Kuju Entertainment. Jesus Christ. Um, the first Call of Duty game came out in 2003. It's 15 years old. It was criticized for being a ripoff of the Medal of Honor series. Yep. Which it was at the time. It was exclusively for Windows. Eventually came out on the N-Gage. The fuck is an N-Gage? It's a Nokia handheld. Oh. Is that the the phone that they try to make into a handheld game device? I don't remember. Uh, Main series, okay. Yep, sure is. Looks like a Game Boy Advance, but it's a cell phone. 
So yeah, Call of Duty 3 was on PS2 and Xbox. And then Call of Duty 4 was on 360 Wii and 360. You said did you say 360 twice? 360 Wii and PS3. Okay. I might have I might have made a slip. So yeah, one of them was on PS2. Right. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I had Call of Duty 2 for the, the PC. PC? Yeah. Awesome. Good job, Raider. Good job, Jeff. All right. So the next seven news stories are all PlayStation related. Lawbreaker Studio says it's moving on to other projects. This is also courtesy of Polygon, and it's written by Ben Kuchera. Kuchara. So this is April 5th. So what is that? It's two weeks ago. Um, Cliff Bazinski was like, hey, Lawbreakers uh, didn't sell very well, did it, guys? We're, uh, yeah. So from this article, the number for Lawbreakers is dire, are dire. The game had nine players on the PC in the past 24 hours and peaked at 7,482 concurrent players during its lifetime. It's pretty terrible. So this That's this is the game that um, I believe it was when Ed and I were on the podcast together. Uh, they Nexon blamed PUBG for Lawbreakers not yep. working right. Correct. Yep. That is correct. They sure did that. And then, okay, so this is the great irony, right? Cliff Bazinski left Epic while they were working on Fortnite. Right? Goes and makes Lawbreakers. Switches from a free-to-play pay model to, I think it was like $20, $30, $40, something like that. So like a a non-AAA price point, right? Fortnite comes out, does okay. Epic, where he used to work, uses the Unreal Engine to power PUBG, that becomes huge. Fortnite adds Battle Royale mode, becomes the biggest game in the world. Lawbreakers fails miserably. Then Cliff Blazinski comes out and makes a fucking Battle Royale game. After Lawbreakers fails. Yeah. It's only on PC. It's free to play. Um, I mean, I, Cliff Blazinski makes good games. Like, I'm sure Lawbreakers is good for what it is. It's not my kind of game, but I'm sure it's good for what it is. Uh, it sucks that a PS4 exclusive kind of bit the dust. I know that he, I don't know if he burned bridges at Microsoft or was just kind of frustrated with the way they were treating indies or what happened exactly. There's a lot of conflicting reports about that stuff, but it sucks that this game kind of crashed and burned despite being polished and well-made, but it didn't find an audience. And now he's making a free to play cash in game, you know, on PC and releasing it in extreme early act. This is the, like the type of poison that I hate more than anything. Extreme early access, tons of microtransactions in it, and it's basically a cash in on on a, a new genre of game. I just so everything is is, is that what? also going to be published by Nexon? I believe so, but I'm not positive. Fucking okay. I just want to say Nexon 
is the worst when it fucking comes to microtransactions. They are the absolute fucking garbage. Really? Like, everyone shits on, like, EA for being bad. Okay. Imagine you bought fucking something. Ma- imagine okay. you bought, like, the, the something Star Wars. Okay. But you only had, like, a day to use it. Oh. That's what Nexon does with their microtransactions. What else do they publish? Uh, well, Maple Story. Oh, I was going to ask. Yeah. And then there was also, like, a Call of Duty-styled one that they had. Oh, okay. Weird. Yeah, it's like a weird first-person shooter, which was fun, but fucking microtransactions, garbage, Nexon, fucking should be ashamed of themselves. Fucking MapleStory's a great game. I fucking love it. Like, the the, the microtransactions in it are, like, strictly, um, um, you know, like, visuals. Cosmetic. Cosmetics. Yeah, cosmetics. There you go. Um, but they're only, like, timed. Like, you only have them. It's not like you have them for, like, an in-game daytime. Like, the moment you buy it. You have 24 hours. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some things might go a little bit longer. Um, timed you know, consumable. Yeah, it's it's fucking yeah. terrible. Because um, I played that game extensively when I was in middle school. And fucking, that's the only time I've ever bought a microtransaction. Um, and just super disappointed to find out that a little... The time limit just started clocking down. That sucks. Yeah, I was unaware of that. It's pretty terrible. I'm not. I'm not gonna touch. Uh, I'm not even gonna say the name of Cliffy B's new game because I. I just think it's shitty business practices and the fact that he imitate, in, intimated, that uh, people buying his new game would help fund Lawbreakers development is yeah, just the, super the game shitty. that no one fucking played. <laughs> that shit makes no sense. Hey, remember that game you never played? If you buy this other one, you could continue to not play it if you want. He was he was intimating that they might have the funds to make it free to play. Because somebody asked, like, oh, is it going to go free to play? And he's like, well, that requires money, believe it or not. And since nobody bought it, we don't even have the money to convert it into a free to play business model. Which I, makes sense. I I mean, I guess just... Make something but fun. Make something good. I mean, he made something good. It just didn't catch an audience. Right. I guess right. try again. Don't come out with some stupid, shitty. Like literally that new game writer. I don't know if you've seen, but like when you spawn into a room, there's no textures sometimes. Or it'll just be like an empty four corner room. It's like playing like Quake in 1997. Okay. So fucking let me get this straight. So I want to play Lawbreakers. Okay. So I'd spend money in this other game. If I wanted to yeah. play if I wanted to play Lawbreakers, why didn't I just buy Lawbreakers? <laughs> I think he's encouraging people that bought Lawbreakers but want more people to play Lawbreakers by making it free to play to buy his other game, which is also which is now free to play, but has a ton of microtransactions. So god damn it, now I have to find the fucking quote writer. This sounds fucking... Did anybody just slap this guy just directly in the face? Just fucking... He didn't... I'm I'm, I'm putting words in his mouth to a certain extent. He kind of said that there wasn't any money and it was kind of... Okay. As far as I'm concerned, the press can fuck off. October 26th, 2017. 
Good job, Cliffy B. Uh, <laughs> Cliffy B has to keep Lawbreakers alive after humbling launch, September 14th, 2017. Publisher blames PUBG for Lawbreakers flopping, January 3rd, 2018. April 10th, 2018, Ars Technica. Cliffy B's blank game is a new low for cashing in on the PUBG uh, craze. This is Sam Makizubinovich. I haven't read this, so I'm sorry. Give me a second. Oh, yeah, it's extreme early access. What a fucking... Oh, my God, dude. Oh, it's terrible. Lots so what's great... what's this new game called then? I'm not going to say because I don't want people playing it. All right, hey, good, good. It's called you. it's called Radical Heights. So, one third of the game is gray box buildings, meaning that textures haven't even been put in yet. Uh, basic arch architectural concepts are made in only a few minutes and copy-pasted all over. PS2 era cars. There's a shitty... You can, like, deposit money that you earn. Um... It's got like an 80s aesthetic to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking, looking at it right now. Fucking on the Steam page, a free yeah. extreme. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like, wow, a game that's not done yet. Look at that. They put X extreme instead of like the EX. Yeah. I, I don't. He was basically saying that like they need more money and then. Yeah, I, I can't find the exact quote, so I don't want to put words in his mouth, but I'm disappointed by all this. The fact that his game failed and then he's like drumming up excitement. I, I, I'm not I'm very disappointed about this. Like it sucks. The game didn't wasn't successful despite being pretty good, but this is not the way to go about it. Anyway, better and brighter news. Shenmue 1 and 2 HD remasters coming to PS4, Xbox One and PC in 2018. This is on usgamer.net by Matt Kim. Um, everything's in the title. Interesting thing about this writer, Shenmue three supposed to be coming 2018. I'm, I'm promising you right now that game's not fucking coming out this year. That game is not fucking coming out this year. Yeah. But it's a PS4 exclusive and Sony is funding it. So putting Shenmue one and two, the HD remasters on Xbox one is kind of weird because they're not going to get the third one. You know, want to get people ready to, for a game they can't play. You want to get some people ready, I guess. So, have you ever played? Are you familiar with Shenmue? No, I'm not. Uh, basically, they're open world RPGs. They were the pre the, the Yakuza team came from Shenmue. Like that's kind of open world Japanese RPGs. Um, so that's uh, that's good news if you like that. I think it's only thirty dollars for both games, which is pretty cool. 
New Onimusha trademarks filed by Capcom, courtesy of Game Rant. Uh, that's basically all you need to know. People are hypothesizing maybe some Onimusha remasters. <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. But Capcom has said repeatedly that they're interested in doing something with their older stuff. So I would love beautiful fucking Joe Capcom. 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 All right. Uh, Left Alive director explains the choice of Russia as a setting, updates on development and franchise ambitions. This is courtesy of DualShockers.com by Giuseppe Nelva. Um, Left Alive was a game that impressed both of us at TGS last year due to the mixture of uh, survival game mechanics and mech combat. Really badass trailer, wouldn't you agree? I thought it was awesome. Of wait, what? Left Alive. Oh, yeah. The trailer looked awesome. Where it's like at night and he's walking through the town. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um. So the latest issue of Weekly Famitsu included some rather interesting information on Square Enix's upcoming mecha survival game Left Alive. Uh, brief Q&A with the director. He talks about why he chose Russia, uh, what it's like working on something in the front mission series that isn't, you know, a tactical RPG. Um, uh, while Left Alive is an action game, the Front Mission series was a tactical RPG, so we would like future games to include some of these uh, elements as well. I love these Square Enix guys where they just are like, yeah, you know, when we do a sequel, we're going to do some more tactical shit, but this is more of an action game. It's like, what the fuck? Like, you haven't eaten this? a brand new IP. Yeah. Yeah. Um, quick reminder to people that haven't been paying attention. Uh, Nabashima-san, the director, also directed Armored Core. The character design is by super popular Metal Gear Solid artist Yoji Shinkawa, who did the iconic sketched uh, Metal Gear covers that are just beautiful and well-known. And the mecha design is handled by Takeyuki Anisi, uh, who worked on Ghost in the Shell Arise, Mobile Suit Gundam OO, and Xenoblade Chronicles X. Left Alive is supposed to be released for PS4 and Steam in 2018. Oh, apparently the pre-order is up on... Amazon. Oh, really? That's according to DualShockers, yeah. Let's check it out. I am right now. I'm going to see if it's the American version or the Japanese version. No, definitely the American version. Hmm. Heck yeah. That's awesome. Oh, fuck. It's even got one of those. Cool. That's awesome. I'm really excited about that game. Nobody's talking. What was uh, Defense Force? Steel Rain? That game that was in English, and they wouldn't even confirm that it was coming to America. Do you remember oh, that trailer? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of shit that they announced at TGS they have not followed up on. So It's going to be interesting, Ryder. It's going to be very interesting. Very interesting. Next news story. Courtesy of Eurogamer.net. Wesley and Poole. Upcoming PS4 exclusive God of War, Detroit, and Spider-Man currently unavailable to pre-order from Amazon. So, this was written on the 17th. For some reason, God of War, Detroit, and Spider-Man on uh, Amazon.uk and then on the American websites 
uh, were unable to be pre-ordered. People are assuming that they were sold out. But then the digital copies were also delisted, and no one has explained why. Like, The Last of Us Part Two, Days Gone, and Dreams... Or no, Last of Us 2 and Days Gone were both also unavailable to pre-order on Amazon, digitally or or uh, physically. But uh, Sony and Amazon didn't respond. So I don't know if there was like a brief contract dispute or, or what the fuck happened, but nobody's talking about it. And I found that really interesting when it broke and then nobody said anything except this Eurogame article, which has no answers. So something to keep an eye on, Ryder. Yeah, I don't know. That's strange. When does Detroit come out? May. And that's close, too. Yes. Yes. Do you want the exact date? Yeah, what is it? I'll look it up. May. I think 25th. So what it's looking like. Almost almost a month from now. Mm-hmm. Better get that yeah, made. freaking taken care of. May 25th. So... There you go, writer. Hi, Sammy. Second to last news story, courtesy of the PlayStation blog. This was written by Brian Fujimoto. Sony announces the new totally digital 2018 sale. This is uh, every year and from the spring into the summer. Um, Sony likes to highlight some indie games that are available digital only uh, and offer discounts on them. Um, this year, you can pre-order any of these games on April 24th. The Swords of Ditto, which is a Zelda-like, courtesy of Devolver Digital, which will be $20. With the, All these have a 20% discount, except one of them, which is $25. So I'm just going to the, the, give you the name and the list price and the date. Also on April 24th, To Leave, which is the game about mental illness. Uh, it's a platformer, and the guy is hugging a door. That's $20. On May 1st, Guns of Icarus Alliance. That's uh, $14.99. May 8th, Trailblazers. That's $30. I believe that's a racing game. May 15th is Laser League. That's also $15. May 22nd, NBA Playgrounds 2. It's $20. So there, oh, there was also talk of a sale. Oh, but that's not all. We've got even more totally digital savings headed your way in the weeks to follow. Starting next Tuesday, save up to 50% on some of our favorite digital-only hits to date. PlayStation Plus members save up to 60%. No roster spoilers here, though. You'll have to wait and see. So keep an eye on the PlayStation Store in the upcoming weeks. Swords of Ditto is an isometric Zelda platformer. It's got a kind of Adventure Time come Biting of Isaac art style. Pretty cool. Guns of Icarus Alliance is a really cool steampunk airship combat game. It's a PVP and PVE airship battles. You should check that out, right? It's got a really cool art style. It's nothing we'd ever play, but it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Trailblazers looks a lot like Wipeout. It's a cooperative arcade racing game with groundbreaking on-track gameplay. So, yeah. Laser League looks like a cross between Tron and Ender's Game. Laser League is light speed arcade multiplayer like nothing you've ever played before. Hmm. Wait, is this the Right, real quick while I'm reading this last one. Will you look up what's the name of the game that's tied into Ready Player One? Can you look that up real quick? Wait, what? It just came out 
It just came out on Vive. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what that's called. It's not Laser League, is it? I don't know. Okay. And then NBA Playgrounds 2 is arcade basketball featuring a bunch of NBA players. So if you like arcade basketball, there's NBA Playgrounds 2. Final news story. Most exciting for me. Biggest news story of the week. Completely underreported. PlayStationLifestyle.net. Written by Chandler Wood. Sony building a new development team to work with a major Sony studio. It says could be unannounced Naughty Dog project. I don't really like the speculation in the title, especially when the article title is already that long. But regardless, thanks to some digging done by Reset Era users, it's been revealed that Sony Interactive Entertainment is building a brand new development team based out of San Diego. The details come from a job listing posted by Sony for a gameplay engineer and it offers some details on this new group of developers. The team is being created in partnership with the VASG or Visual Arts Service Group, which is a Sony team that specializes in motion capture and animation. VASG has worked with many Sony exclusives such as Uncharted, Death Stranding, and God of War. Uh, is being developed in collaboration with a major Sony development studio. Sony also mentions a high visual quality bar for the title and a clear vision and plan for release. So adding fuel to fire the speculation is a LinkedIn profile for a Naughty Dog employee that has an announced pro an unannounced project listed alongside the last of us part two. Hmm. Naughty Dog used to have two teams right because they they were alternating and then when amy hennig left they kind of melted into one team which we uncharted 4 and then uh lost legacy and then now last of us part 2 i mean it's still a huge studio but they only really have like one primary production team but maybe they have two and they've just been kind of keeping it under wraps very interesting it's all very interesting writer very interesting Sony's got to show something at E3 this year. Because a lot of the stuff that they've been showing year after year has been, it will be out or is out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it for the news, writer. That's it for the news. You got anything else? No. Nope. Me, me, me neither. Me neither. I'm excited about God of War coming out tomorrow. Are you? You gonna get it? You gonna pick it up? You gonna buy it? You gonna pick it up? I think so, but we'll see. I think so. We'll uh, we'll see. But yeah, it's been nice talking to you. If you have any uh, questions, criticisms, topics, tweet. At J Y A R E O L I V E R, you can get a hold of either of us at xjumppodcast at gmail.com or at xjump1 on Twitter. Nope. Uh, at xjumppodcast and then xjump1 at gmail.com. You always oh, well, get those, you. you always get those flip flopped. I do. I do. Maybe they should be the same. Uh, I don't. Well, you have to put in, I think you have to put in like some kind of symbol or something. I guess I could have done like an underscore for the. You could have for the Gmail. I can try to change our uh, our Twitter handle if you want to. X to jump me, one at Gm or at you know at Twitter, I guess. Uh, anyways, you you, you can follow me at my cat named Sam. 
go into profile, edit profile. Uh, da, 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 da. How do I, damn it. Okay, I'll work on it, writer. I'll work on it. We'll figure it you out. You work on it. I will. Fuck. Okay. I feel like I had something else to say. Oh, uh, I would like to, we are going to do a, we've thrown down the gauntlet for an E3 prediction challenge against Nerds Gone Platinum. Them guys. Another, them guys, they are PlayStation podcast hosted on Nerds Gone Rogue Radio. If you've heard Edward Varnell on our podcast, you would know him from also being on that website. He hosts many podcasts over there. Uh, great guys over there. Looking forward to uh, challenging them to uh, a little contest of PlayStation expertise. Looking down to bro down on some, you know, PlayStation, you know. Play, PlayStation. Exactly. Um, wow. so that'll be that'll be fun. That'll be fun. That'll be a good time. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Good talk. Good talk. Good talk. You have a good, good talk. whatever. Is that your new call off? Yeah, have a good whatever. Because you know it could be. You know, this is a podcast. It could be whatever. You know, you know, maybe like a a thousand years in the future, like they'll be like excavating the old like servers of, you know, SoundCloud, and they discover this. They discover this podcast. You know, or not, or not. I hope so. That'd be sweet. You think so? It'd be like it's one of the like the, the rarest things uncovered from everybody's, old Earth. Everybody's shut the podcast off by now. Everyone has, including Crystal. That's not true. As long as we keep talking, yeah, people will keep listening. Um, unless you, they're on, you don't even listen to the podcast. How would you, how would you have any? Because idea? I listen to some podcasts, and as long as the people keep talking, I keep listening. Oh, I don't do that at all. Un- unless I'm on like a, a time constraint, because. No, I skip over ads. I cut off early. Oh, I only skip over Joe Rogan's ads because they're like 10 minutes long and super boring. Mm-hmm. No, they already have like they don't the, the podcast. People don't even care if you listen to the ads. They just want you to download their stuff. Yeah, that's what counts. You got to use that There's... promotion code. Mm-hmm. This podcast was brought to you by Hims. For hims, uh, can your wiener not get up? Fucking get that wiener up, son. Are you balding? Because here's a fake remedy. Fucking, do you not want to be around pregnant women or children? Fucking slather some gross shit on your fucking scalpy head. Uh, or go bald like a man. Yeah, go fucking bald. just don't fucking lie or to yourself. Or a woman, go bald like a woman. Who cares? I've some people go bald. You know, some cats are bald. It's weird. My cat's not bald, but some do. Nope. Some pussies are bald, too. Right? Whoa. Jeffrey. And on that note. On that note, we will see you. Mwah. Thank you. Oh, and if you're uh, from the future, fucking what's up, man? What's up?